What is up, my friends? Welcome to Rebel and Create's Craft of Fatherhood podcast. This is your guide, Ned Shout. I believe our role as fathers has the power to change the world simply by knowing who we are and embracing the adventure of fatherhood. On these episodes, I'll share a story, a victory, a flop, or something that I am learning. The goal is about five minutes, but I think this is going to be closer to 10. So here we go. This week, this week, Tuesday was an amazing week. When I start my day, I put my energy level at between a one and a 10 and I track it just to kind of see where I'm at. And most times I'm between a seven and a nine. Most days are pretty good. But this week, this week was a 10. Tuesday was just a great day, and I love that version of myself. I was joyous, uh, efficient, uh, engaged, but not you know controlling uh, my day, and it was a great day. I dropped my daughter off at school, uh, which I don't do every Tuesday. I usually do that on Fridays, and on my way back, I made calls to a few people, just say I love them, sent a few messages out. It was a great day. And then... I should preface it actually with saying that I was also preparing to do a talk on marriage. Um, and, and that morning I had spent some time working on the slides for the presentation and I was so excited about what I was going to teach, uh, actually, uh, just in a couple days. And then later that day, me and my wife got into a huge fight and here's I mean, huge fight, maybe not huge fight, but we were both pretty upset and it was about stupid miscommunication, like the normal bickering that all of us find ourselves in. Um, But my day was going awesome. Her day was going great. And then she just said something as I'm getting in the shower, we're supposed to go out to dinner this with some friends and it just set me off. And then we both kind of like said things in tones that made the other person hear it and see it this way, which I'm sure was accurate. But here's what I want to share in this moment is it was about a 24 hour, um, maybe not 24 hour, but the next morning, like, okay, so we went out to dinner, you know, we put our smiles on our face, came home, didn't say anything, went to bed, woke up still irritated, but I knew I had an important day ahead of me. And, and I just don't like to go into my day with, um, like any kind of misconnection, right. Cause it just feels fake. So we talked about it in the morning and, and still was just like, all right, we'll just, we agree that, we both were frustrated and came and sat in my office and, and was kind of journaling. And it's like, okay, God, in the fight, I didn't, you know, curse. I didn't punch a wall. I didn't, you know, break something. All these things that sometimes go through your head. But that can't be the win. That can't be the win. And my frustration was like, why am I so angry? Why in the moment when I'm standing there looking at her, I can be so angry and feel so much frustration And I was thinking about it, it's like, in a real battle, if I was in war, that's a real gift that I have as a dude to not care or have a feeling towards my enemy, um, you know, that that he, let's say I was in a war, that he may be a dad, maybe a husband, is a son, is a brother. But why am I taking that same, like, ability into an argument with my wife, which isn't a real battle, right? So the anger that I'm feeling, how do I turn it from this just being able to shut off emotion, not care so much about how she's feeling. How do I turn that and, and turn that anger and frustration more to the fact that there's a disconnect here? Like she's hearing it one way, I'm hearing it another. And really, that's a benefit. That's a beauty in that she is a feminine and I'm masculine. And there are different things that we bring to the table that 
we just won't always fully understand or agree on. And if we lean into that, that can make me a better version of myself. Yet I'm just so focused on wanting to be right or wanting to win or wanting to be understood instead of me choosing to to shift that frustration and anger to then do that for her because she feels that same way. Like, how can this guy think this way? Now, if you asked me to talk about this yesterday, probably wouldn't have been able to because I was frustrated. But here I am now going, okay, this is going to be a regular occurrence. There's going to be miscommunication and it's because it's how we were designed. I am different than she is. But if I can look at that as a positive and and lean into that, now there's still going to be frustration. That's not the point, but the anger, can I, le- can I turn that fuel into a desire to go, I want a deeper connection. Let me, let me take this frustration and let me fight for, for a connection, not fight for her to just come think and see things my way. Now, this is probably something that will take, you know, 50 years uh, to, to master, but that's when you, when you're looking at your marriage as a craft it's not about, okay, how, how, do, how am I just going to fix this today and tomorrow? But time over time over time, day after day after day, am I leaning into this? Am I stopping and reflecting? Am I shortening the time that we're frustrated? Am I, am I not reacting uh, with such intensity and frustration? And is my feeling of anger and frustration and maybe even nothingness or emptiness or whatever, is that shrinking? And that's the goal is to move towards this oneness with your spouse. So I hope this is helpful. I hope it's, I mean, it's something that I'm wrestling with thinking through, um, and wanted to share it with you. Um, so yeah, it's kind of just a, just a wrap about that missed connection and how do we see it as a, as a benefit. Now I'll tell you one thing that's really been helping me understand this is the book Outwitting the Devil. Um, it is a uh, Napoleon Hill and it's really about fear and leadership and business, but on pages one. 29 and 130, I believe, or 130. Yeah, I think 129 and 130. It talks about a husband and wife and the mastermind that when these two come together, there's a strength in these two different minds coming together to become one mind. And I think that the bickering and the frustration and the lack of understanding is this surface level area that we stay in for much of our time in marriage together. We just learn how to deal with it versus leaning into the benefit fit of it being different, of her mind being different. So check it out. The book's fantastic. And and even if you just kind of like get into those pages, really helpful. Okay. I also wanted to talk about our family meeting. We've been doing family meetings like sporadically for the last, um, I don't know, five years probably. Um, but now it's, I told my family, like, this is happening once a month. This is what we're doing. It's on the calendar through the remainder of the year. We have it set on Sundays, but a default that if it doesn't happen, then, then it will happen, you know, either that Monday or Wednesday. So it's kind of set up for, um, having five kids and sports and life and school and sickness and all this stuff. So it, it is what it is. This is happening. 
And so we had it last night, and this is the very first time that at the end I asked my family, hey, how was this compared to others? And they all said 10 out of 10. And I'm going to tell you this is the very first time that's ever been said. And I asked why, and they said um, it didn't feel like a business meeting. It didn't feel like you were just talking at us um, or just telling us things. It felt like we were involved. We got to talk a lot, and we were engaged. And so I just want to break down what I did because I think it could be helpful for you, and I don't want uh, to miss it. So I actually made a power. So this is serious, like, and it should be, this should be, if I was leading, uh, which I am, I have a business, right. That I'm leading. This is, you got to put some time into it. If if you're leading an organization, you got to put some time into it. If you're leading a team, you got to put some time into it. So I put together a Canva presentation. You could also do Google slides or PowerPoint or whatever. Um, slide one was just a picture of our family from Easter and it said April, 2023 purpose of family is love and shout family monthly connection. Slide two had our family vision, which is love God, love yourself, love each other and love others. And then, so this is on the big, you know, our big TV and a question underneath, how have you lived this out this month? So it just went around, Hey, how have you lived out our family vision this month? And the kids each shared how they did. So it was focused on themselves. Then the next slide was our family guiding values or your family core values, whatever it is. And it had our six family values, which are um, courageous faith, fun-loving family, authentic friends, adventurous travelers, thriving fitness, and living grateful and generous. And each one had a picture from the last couple of months of our family living that out. And then the question was, how have you seen a family member live this out? So it was cool. So then went around and like Brody would say, oh, well, I saw Brooklyn live out authentic friends by X. So they they got engaged in that. And then I made another fun slide because when I look through pictures, there were some fun, fun pictures. So, you know, it said, and also like also family values is just kind of fun was gangsters inappropriate and silly and i had a picture of uh, my daughter just laughing at dinner i had a picture of my son that i had taken um when he was being inappropriate one night at dinner he was making some jokes um he was repeating some like zach galifianakis stuff um and then gangsters, the kids were just like took a fun picture uh, on eastern so i posted it up and and so one thing i've been doing is we have our phones in our pocket. When a moment's happening, I like my daughter laughing or my son being inappropriate. I just been pulling my phone out of my pocket and it's taking a quick photo, like more photos just in the moment. Um, so that was fun because they got to just like talk about it. Then we, uh, we did prayer and communion. So just prayed, did communion. And then in that, I said, hey, what's something you're grateful for? We all went around and said something we're grateful for. Um Then I had a slide that just said, who can you recognize or appreciate? And so I had prepped my wife beforehand and we both showed up with something to say about each kid, but we waited till they said some things about each other. Um, And it was cool. You know, they got to say, Hey, you know, like, Oh my gosh, my son was like, Hey, Brooklyn, when you um, brought uh, donuts home the other day, you brought a a Krispy Kreme hat for me. And I know it was kind of as a joke, but it was really nice that you thought of me, dude, it was freaking spectacular. It was amazing. So then I had a slide up. We don't pay our kids for chores, um, but uh, the kids have been doing a terrible job at their chores. But I'll tell you, I've been learning that I'm not so good at my chores either. But uh, the next slide was really big. It said chores suck. And then it had the percentages of the kid, like, like, okay, Brooklyn, you hit 47%, Violet 39%, Presley 67%. I know that's like a little overkill, but I just added up. I basically made a point chart the last month. They didn't really know why. 
but um, I did a point chart um, so that they just go mark off their chores. And so then I did it into a percentage, put it up there and then gave 20 bucks to the kid with the most, with the highest percentage. So hopefully that incentivizes them. Uh, the next slide was, uh, what's your biggest win in the last 30 to 60 days? And then what do you want to work on this month? And so what we did was I split us up, like there's seven of us. So that kind of works. You might not do it this way, but I broke us up in, um, like one-on-ones and then Sarah and I took Stella and we went like split up in the house for literally, this was like three minutes. Right. And each person shared. And then when we came back, you had to share with the group. So like if, um, Presley met with, I think she was with, um, Brooklyn, she'd say Brooklyn's biggest win was X and Brooklyn wants to work on Y. And the benefit of doing it that way is that then they're listening to each other and then like re-communicating it. Um, I'm going to skip some of this stuff. I've been working on finances with my kids. Um, this was actually pretty powerful, created Google sheets for each of them. So some of them are starting to have jobs and make money like uh, doing different like odd jobs. And so it was really powerful, you guys, because I've been working on this myself, but like a couple things is, um, like my son was able to go, Hey, I made 280 bucks. And then when I look through my green light app, he, so each kid had to give like a one or two minute, they had to show their, um, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy. They had to show their Excel sheet. Like it's a Google sheet and I helped them with this. But he's like, all right, I made 280 bucks last month because um, he cleans our Airbnb, does some yard work and some different things. And then he's like, I spent $120 on fast food. Like, And we're just so we talked about it. You know, we didn't say that's good or bad. We just talked about it. And, and it was really cool sitting down with my 17 year old helping her with her sheet because she's looking through her her card and she's like, oh, I don't even know what that was. Right. So she's spending money without thinking about it. So it started to make it more intentional. So each kid had to share how much did I make? Um, how much did I spend? And then what I'm doing, because in my family, I need to be a better saver and I need to teach my kids to save. Because here's the thing, I talked about this a while ago on one of these is teach your kids to save. Because if you hand your kid five bucks, if you handed me five bucks, the first thing I would think of, what can I go buy with this? Same with my kids. What can I go buy with this? So I'm incentivizing them, whatever they save, I will match, but it has to go into a don't touch me fund that can only be used for college, a business, a house or a car. Okay. So that's that. And then I'm having my kids each read a book a month. This was the most powerful thing. Okay. Um, each of my kids is supposed to read a book a month. They have access to my Audible so they can go listen to a book if they want. But each one had to give a report. And it was simple. We're just sitting on the couch. So Violet's like, hey, I read Outwitting the Devil. This is what I learned. And this is what I will apply to my life. Um, and then it was just a slide that said, is there anything needed? Like anything anybody needs to talk about? Um couple kids brought a couple things up. And then lastly, uh, Sarah and I just prayed for the kids and then we ended and it was about, you know, hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes. And then it just ended up, we just sat on the couch and talked and connected. I'm not saying I would do this the exact same every time. The one thing I would include every time is the, um, the financial updates. I want to start teaching them to look at that once a month, just create that habit. And then the book reports, I want to teach them education, educating yourself is critical. But some of the other things I would, I would um, adjust, you know, based on what felt right. But I hope that's helpful to you guys. Um, and, and email me if you've got questions, because I think that uh, if we can lead our homes well, uh, that can change the world without a doubt. Okay. Monday's podcast, Michael Stevens, 
freaking powerful. Um, shares his story about his dad being in and out of his life. Talks about the touch of a father. I mean, you guys, we have so much power. Um, and and it, what's cool is after after his conversation, my son and I are standing on the beach. Um, like a few days later, uh, my son was going to surf in his first surf competition, and I didn't know what to say. And maybe sometimes it's not that I didn't know, but it's like oh, I'm going to say something else. I just stood next to him and I put my hand on his shoulder, and it just I was thinking about Michael. I was thinking about the moment he shared when his dad put his hand on his shoulder and how much that meant to him. So um, that was great. And then we talked about how much power and influence that we have as fathers. Um, dudes, the adventure of fatherhood children's book is out. Please. If you haven't already, like go buy it on Amazon. It's 18 bucks. Help support the work that fatherhood matters. Write a review. It would mean the world to me. If you wrote a review, spent three years developing this book. Um, and its intention is to help a dad see who he is and then connect him to his kids. And then I'm about 90% done with the daddy daughter one, but I uh, got some really fun plans for how I'm going to launch that. So stay tuned because it's going to take about a year to get that all together. Um, also, if you know a new dad, you could buy the book on adventureoffatherhood.com uh, and get a new dad box and send that to him to welcome him into fatherhood. All right, my dudes, remember who you are. You're a father and that matters. You matter. Together, let's rebel against the view that fatherhood has little impact and create lives engaged in mastering the craft of fatherhood. Much love to you, my brothers. Together, we are changing the world. I look forward to hanging out with you next week. Thank you.